For Jimmy is a non-partisan organization. All views expressed are not associated with the charity. I'm your host, Miles Emanuel, and this is Giving the Young a Voice. Well then, once again, here we are, where primary schools are littered with ballot boxes and 32 boroughs from north to south of the river come together to decide the fate of London, the mayoral election. No matter what part of the country you're from, it's common practice to you know, assume that young people plus politics is an exquisite recipe for boredom. Young people just don't vote, right? So, which is it? Is it apathy? Or tired of being disillusioned. When a playground sounds like... <laughs> yet the House of Commons sounds like... Ah! Oh, we've got a new hand gesture from the Shadow Chancellor. Yes! I, I would have gone. I would have thought after today's briefing in the papers, the hand gesture for the Shadow Chancellor should be bye-bye. You don't need it to be Christmas to know when you're sitting next to a turkey. This is the perfect opportunity to see just how some of our young people view politics as a whole. Uh, yeah. And to help me, I've called in a few experts. My name's Camilla. Yahaya. <laughs> I work for Jimmy. I'm a Safe Havens project lead. What I did was I led an, um, a group think on the mayoral election 2016 and the two candidates coming up and uh, also reviewing the current the current mayor. Okay, and you actually uh, spoke a little bit about um, the whole history of it. So um, in 1998, we had a referendum in the UK, well, mainly in London, and the question was quite simple and it was about, you know, should we have a London mayor with a general London assembly? And the... The vote was quite controversial because only at only 34.6% of people turned out to vote, which means only between 70% of nearly 70% of people in, in London decided not to vote in that election. And from that 36%, the position was created. So that's how we, we've we've had a London mayor since 2000, and we've only had two mayors so far. So the first London mayor was Ken Livingston, who at first ran as an independent, and then ran again as a as a member of the Labour Party. And our second London mayor was Boris Johnson, who is a member of the Conservative Party. And do you reckon that the outcome for this mayor election is um, quite obvious? Why why is that? Um, I reckon, yeah, I think the outcome for this mayoral is not obvious because we can't be 100% sure, but I think Sadiq Khan is going to win because obviously we've got a Tory government, um, you know, the majority of the MPs in Parliament are from the Conservative Party and, you know, every law they want, most of it just gets, just goes through because there's not enough, you know, um, other like MPs to vote against them or to vote, not, yeah, to basically vote against them. So if we have an alternative, which is Sadiq as the mayor of London, then he gets to pass a bit more left-wing, he gets to, you know, run more left-wing initiative. But of course, his power is very restricted. So, you know, Sadiq only, not Sadiq, I'm already calling him the mayor, but the mayor only has control over, you know, the Met Police, the Fire Brigade, um, you know, travel, transport for London. You know, some planning, some planning, um, constru- some planning rights. So you know, he there isn't. He hasn't got as much power as you know Westminster, but there are some things he can do to aid 
the situations, especially, you know, the main thing at the moment in London is the housing crisis, the living wage, um, you know, what rights, uh, working rights for women. So he gets to implement some more left-wing policies towards that. London gave my family and me countless opportunities to fulfil our potential. I'm running for mayor because I want all Londoners to get the opportunities that our city gave me. I'm Zach Goldsmith and I'm standing for mayor to protect London's success and to make it work for all Londoners. You know about the mayor election at all? 5th of May. <laughs> That's all I know. So you know the dates. That's a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> I'm Safi. And I'm technically an old citizen now, but I was a young citizen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jessica, also an old citizen, but I'm not old. I'm just not young. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Kate, and I'm a young citizen. Dasham, and I'm a young citizen. Do any of you know any of the candidates? Boris Johnson, isn't he? That's the actual one. Sadiq Khan, Zach Goldsmith, and the rest are pretty much. Basically, everybody (laughs) knows. Everybody knows that the system is made in a way that is either going to be Labour in power or Conservatives in power. So everyone only focuses on the Labour candidates and the Conservative candidates. That's the one I named. Lady come to my house the other day, and I was like, "Lipu." Sorry. A Lib Dem lady came to my house the other day, and me and my mum were like, "Really? Why?" <laughs> Lib Dems. Yeah. I'll be uh, Miss Pigeon. That's no candidate. No idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no one knows about the Liberal Democrats. Let's be honest. Like, what do they, they even do? Three I know five. their names, and that's it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. Uh, Conservatives, Labour. That's it. That'll be Green Party's Berry, and Peter Whittle for UKIP. Oh, yeah. UKIP, like, <laughs> UKIP. What is going on with UKIP? They're just so... So no one, no one knows anything you know I think about anything. It's, it's because it's a London mayoral election. Like, it's not a, like, it's like, it's not the whole country voting. So... But surely, because we are Londoners, then surely there'll be no, more... We don't. in the news. <laughs> like, they haven't even put the people's names in the news for us to hear. Like, when it was the election for the Prime Minister and for the people to be in, in power, it was all over the news. There were debates about it all the time. No programmes. Yeah, exactly. Like, every week, especially leading up to it, there were loads of programmes and everyone knew, yeah. kind of everyone that was in it and everyone running it and everyone knew what their manifestos were. <laughs> OK. Their manifestos kind of manifest into one. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, compared to, let's say compared to um, a US election. Oh, yeah, but oh. they just turn everything into a little circus, don't they? That's different, that's completely Yeah, but I think even though it's a circus, like, people are invested in it. Yeah, compared to Americans just, they do everything so extravagantly. Like, I've always thought that. You know when you watch, like, their reality programmes versus ours? Like, everything is so much more Bigger. over the top. Like, even something as little as... Do you ever watch The Biggest Loser? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, no. Like, okay, so on The Biggest Loser, yeah, they have an American one and they have a British one. If you watch the difference, the contrast is unreal. Like, in the, you know when they do, like, they're talking to the camera and they're giving their little two pennies worth? The Americans, they, like, are telling life stories, giving little monologues, and British people are just like, yeah, I just really want to lose the weight. That's it. 
But they just do is that because of the cult? Is that because more of the yeah, cultural, it's a cultural yeah. thing? They just are so like when Americans come into the cafe, the difference between them and everyone else is just ridiculous. Like they come in, they're like, "Oh my god, hi, can I have a flat white? Oh my god, do you do caramel lattes in here?" <laughs> like they just, it's not a problem. That's just that's their thing. But they just do everything a bit bigger than everyone else. Do you know what I mean? So you can't expect their presidential elections to be small. That's just never gonna happen. Like, because I've got um, a question for you guys. So, can you all name me at least five presidents? Oh, well, in England? No, in no, 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 United States presidents. Yes. What, in the past? Kennedy. Right. So, so, go. It's like, there's two Kennedys, isn't there? One Kennedy. One Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. And then... Johnson was in power. Was after Kennedy. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Nixon. Um, Nixon. Reagan. Reagan. George Washington was the first one. Then you had Lincoln. Thomas Jefferson. We know stuff, Thomas Miles. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that's what, around eight, ten? Okay, so. I think we know more US. Yeah, and that's, and that's what I'm going to ask. How many, how many, pri- how many um, prime ministers do you know from the UK? Know Margaret the person Thatcher. Yeah. That's one. Winston Churchill. That's two. Um, David Cameron. David Cameron. Yeah, what's That's the one that was thinking to Brown? Yeah. Gordon Brown. Tony Blair. That's five. You are good. Right. Um, who else? Yeah. The guy before. Chamberlain. John Major. Uh, yes. John, John, John Major. Major. That was um, just before uh, Tony Blair. So, yeah. David Chamberlain. That's seven. You can see how contrasting you, you got off the um, United States president straight off the bat UK that's because yeah we get taught I was about to say that we get taught that in school for for history but I know more of the American national anthem than I know of the British one I'm not yeah. even gonna lie I don't know any what even British is the British one? something about saving the queen yeah. that's uh, God save the queen <laughs> yeah. what's the yeah. God save the queen did I make that up is that how it goes is that the tune to it that's yeah. not uh, oh, I'm singing the American no I'm singing the Chernobyl one never mind <laughs> With, no this is good so the fact that you know more presidents than prime ministers like why do young people do you think young people are interested in politics are you interested in politics at all I see shaking heads right now I'm interested in making money, so if I want to be a politician, then yeah, yeah. But still, no, I, politics, it just seems like a bunch of people complaining about stuff mm-hmm. and but not listening to the stuff that people actually spend time to actually talk about. Mm-hmm. So it seems they have a lot to say, but not a lot to do. Yeah, they're not trusted by us anymore. No, no one trusts them. We understand that they are not going to solve our problems, so we've, like, given up hope in, you know... Like, what is the point in me you know, going to register to vote, spending all this time deciding who to vote for, voting for them, nothing changes. What is the point? The Conservatives win every year. Like, it doesn't matter how many people are voting Labour. I mean, it's going to be a while before Labour gets back into power after last Labour. Like, it was just... Gordon Brown? Huh? Last Labour. That's yeah. Gordon Brown and Tony Blair, yeah. Yeah, but they, they just... It just mm, yeah, just like the government, they're not doing anything for us. They're not solving any problems they're not what would give you hope then what would give you hope a miracle (laughs) like I don't see no honestly though I don't see anything like in the near or even distant future that you know gives me any kind of hope towards our government or even our capitalist system I just think I just don't really know what they can do for us now like just help us out more welfare but I think it's gone 
too far past to like help us out so much. Like it's just not gonna work. I think if they if they can fix the education system. Although that's pretty broad. But that's yeah, that's not broad. But, but I think if they start that's somewhere to start. I think especially with what they're bringing in with all the university fees and stuff like that and all the changes in linear education and things like that. It's making things it's making things worse for young people. And I think they've done that because obviously young people didn't vote in the last election, but they I don't think they've realised that we're going to get older and we are going to get to vote. Mm. And if they keep putting stuff in place like that that made our lives miserable when we were younger, we're not going to end up voting for them. I believe uh, 18 to 24-year-olds, I think 43% only voted. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Mm. All the pensioners. <laughs> <laughs> they mess around with the education system so much and they're just making it worse for people. It's hard to get jobs, hard to get yeah. good grades. So... It's just harder for everyone now. Like, why are they making it harder? There's no need for it. It's unfortunate that you can't reinvent the wheel, no, I reckon. Exactly. What does that mean? When you say, when someone says you can't reinvent the wheel, it's like saying you have an idea, you put it in place, and then maybe some, a few years later you go back to it, even though it's not broke, you don't fix it. Oh. So basically, that's what I'm saying. Yep, yeah, it is broke, the situation. I think and it, it can't fine. be fixed. I think what? the education system was doing okay no, it, it wasn't good it's but it it's gonna be it's getting worse it's never been good but it's never been like in the education system there is very repetitive like a lot of the systems yeah sorry a lot of the systems we see now like for example a levels now being linear that was a thing before they've just brought it back it's not something that's new it's not something that's you know just been invented and Perfected, and they've now decided to enforce it into the system. They've used it before, realised it didn't work, taken it back out, and now that they're realising that the other countries in Europe are Do making us look stupid, to put it quite frankly, they've tried to put this back in to quite to make um, to make our young people on the same level as everyone else in the world, because quite frankly, we are falling quite shockingly far behind as far as you know like educational statistics go for young people do you know what i mean like considering we're such a advanced and developed country our education system is very poor like it's not it's not like we don't compete with when we have people come into our universities we don't compete with them when we have you know people from poland or you know china why or is that though? any because why their education system is not as flawed as ours yeah. is the things that they learn we learned five years like, later. When I went to, I remember when, when we were in India and we were teaching the girls, the girls were in, they were still in primary school. We taught some primary school and we taught some year sevens. And I remember the year sevens were doing the exact same thing I was doing in year 11. So I remember we were teaching them science and stuff about like the chlorophyll and plants and stuff like that. And I was, I was basically revising it mm. in teaching that to them. And I was like, I asked her, what year are you in? And she was like, year eight. And I was like, wow. <laughs> but I just think they're so far ahead. And I think we just get taught stuff so later on that we're just we just fall behind and it's everyone as well like i'm jamaican in jamaica if if you were to bring it like a jamaican student to this country that was my age they'd make me look like a, a moron to be quite frank because the things they're learning are so far advanced from what i'm learning i'm not even scratching the surface of what they've already revised last year do you know mm. what i mean they so it's 
I understand why the government are, you know, in this rat race to kind of get us back on par with everyone else, but they're it going about it the wrong us, way. Yeah, it it's putting pressure on, on us. Maybe you guys will benefit a lot better from it. But me, I'm the first year of people doing a linear A level, so I'm kind of like the guinea pig year. Do you know what I mean? That's the, that's that's the, the, one that's the most annoying thing. Like they're treating us like we're some lab experiment. Mm-hmm. They treat the education system like it's something that you're just gonna try out. These are people's lives, yeah. and they're just gonna gonna maybe throw away someone's possibility of doing really well because of an experimental idea which they think might actually make sense and that's not really fair is it they're doing it on the core subjects like they're changing our maths and english like they're the ones you really need to get good jobs so if you don't do well in english you have to do it again anyway so why are they doing it on the most most like important subjects do it on our re or are we so important but you just need english yeah so with politicians, do you feel like they're can well? So basically, you're not well connected with politicians, or politicians aren't well connected with you. That's but the thing they understand us, like conservatives. The thing they've like they've all gone to private schools, so they don't understand like what people need mm-hmm. and how to help people because they've never gone through it themselves. So yeah, I think say with that. Um, sorry, we say with them are not politicians, Labour, Conservative. A lot of them. Uh, have you heard the term career politicians? in terms of the fact that some of them come out of school, they've never had a job, and they go just go straight into politics, so how can they represent...? They can't. They can't. They can't at all. Yeah. yeah but in order to get far enough in the political game, so to speak, to make any kind of difference, you need to be from a certain background, let's put it that way. Like David Cameron, he comes from an affluent background, he went to a private school, you know, his family's always had money. That's probably why he's been in a position where he could run for Prime Minister. Someone like me, who, you know, grew up in South East London, Forest Hill, lived there my whole life, I'm not going to get into, you know, number 10, am I? It's just not going to happen. I don't have the resources available to me to, you know, make that a possibility. So we're never going to be in a place where someone like me or someone like UK or you guys is going to be in a place to make a difference because we can't... Do you know what I mean? That's why I say it's a flawed system. That's why I said earlier the whole system to me is just a big... Like, I don't put my faith in it. I'd rather work on my own merit and just do what I can in my world because trying to focus on something like this it's a flawed system and you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to trying to you know make sense of it because it's not it doesn't make sense you do have um you do have one exception actually with um adam jogi see black faces he actually is um a labor mp in um Harangay, and he's uh about well he's my age actually he's around 23 24 years old and he's the only one exception do you know what I mean? From yeah. From what I know. The only one exception. There might be a few more, but there's not enough for us to know them. Do you know what I mean? And if they're trying to change policies and sort of trying to make the country better and make it better for us to live in, how are you able? How are you able to do that if you come from the elite? Do you know what I mean? Like, how are you able to solve poor people's problems if you, if all you know, is to be rich can I say that I don't know it's not their fault I mean I'm not saying oh you're rich I hate you that's not how it's going it's just I wouldn't you can't expect me to understand the problems of going to a private school because I didn't go to one you can't expect me to understand the problems of having three houses and not knowing which one to sell because I've never been through that I'm not rich I and I never I'm not do you know what I mean I can imagine but I can't 
You can't solve the problem if you don't know exactly. what the root of the problem is. And I think it's fine to sympathise, it's fine to say I know what you're going through, but if you honestly don't know the root of the problem, then how, how are you supposed to solve it? Mm. Yeah. It's like how a, ma- how a man can't really be the leader of a feminist group because they wouldn't really understand what a female... Yeah, exactly, you could empathise, but that only works at a certain level. Yeah, exactly. So, in that case, the real question is, how do you get young people, how do you get yourselves more involved with politics? Like my brother's threat friend Tom, he was he signed up for the Conservatives or something. I, d- I didn't even know you could do that. Like, but the changes they're making, like he's got a disabled brother or something, and they made like welfare cuts and like stuff like that. And um, he just didn't agree with that, so he doesn't want to sign up. So I think like the things they're doing just aren't helping people, and people just don't want to be part of it really because people just look down on it. Well, not look down, but. Yeah. There is prob- there is probably a way, but I can't think of one, and I don't think anyone else can either. So, as for now, we need to fo- the the government needs to focus on making things not worse, rather than trying to make them better. Because if you're at the top, yeah. it's inevitable that it, it means you're you're obviously going to end up being bad. So you can't really blame the country for not being as affluent in the world as it was at one point. Because you, you can never really stay number one, can you, forever? What does affluent mean? But I think, even then, because they do, they're doing all these cuts to, like... Sorry, they're doing all these cuts to get us out of debt, and I think sort of make the cuts to the right people. Do you kind of get what I mean? Like... How can you get people on your side if you just keep taking things from them? Do you know what I mean? Like you take, you're taken from the disabled, you're taken from the poor, you're doing all of this, you're doing all of that, and you're doing that to keep the rich happy and to get us out of debt. And I just don't think, I just don't think they're gonna get any support in terms of people even watching politics to begin with. Like people keeping track of politics. If everything, all the if all the politicians are doing is just taking stuff from them, then they're not going to be interested in what they do anymore. So I don't think I think this is it for us. <laughs> I think I think that when we we truly like need the point, get get to the point where it becomes really really bad, it, we will know because then we'll stop voting for the Conservative Party because they're probably the people. You think? Yeah, yeah, that's what I would think. But I don't know, who, who's the real person who's actually good? Are there any, is there any real party that benefits everyone? I, I don't really think so. Because the rich will lose out if, uh, let's say, the Green Party come into power. And would they like that? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> so that's why, <laughs> why they're not in power. And, and they have the most power or, in, or influence, so they can do what they like, really. I just think when people are put off, they're not going to vote. I think that was just the issue with the last vote. People were just put off, so they weren't like, young people. Sorry, young people were put off, so they just didn't. They just didn't vote, and most of the young people that voted didn't vote for conservatives. They voted for Labour, and the reason why conservative got in power is because everyone that was voting at the time 
were in a position where the Conservative Party offered them more. Exactly, yeah. So they were going to vote for Conservatives. But us young people, so we, we basically, my generation, so like the 16... Not the 16 to 18 just missed out because we hadn't just we hadn't turned 18 yet, so we literally just missed out. And I think the generation before that had just been through so much in terms of changes in the system that they were just put off completely by politics. But all the people who could vote were middle-aged people who were working, old people, so the pensioners and the conservatives offered they offered them something that was good for them, which is why they got in power. So, so what about if you were able to? choose your own candidate so you're not actually voting for a party but actually voting for the actual person still shaking heads that doesn't, it doesn't really what make do you mean? sense what are you looking in a what do you mean as in so instead because how uh, our vote system works are you voting for the party so you're not actually voting for them and that party elects someone so with our mayor election the um the Labour party got their, all their candidates and they elected someone which was Sadiq Khan for the Labour Party, Zach Goldsmith for the Conservative Party, like George Galloway for the Respect Party. I'm not sure if you even know that, but... And that's how it works. Respect Party, sorry, just quickly, because... Seems a bit of a joke. Well, no, I'm not going to say that, because I might be offended. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying. No, so George Galloway is um, a character. He was used to be part of the Labour Party, but then he got um, suspended due to his... Um, uh, views on... <laughs> Jesus' views on um, the Iraq war, because he was uh, very much against it. Oh, Essentially. Yeah, he's on the left. The, my point was that would it, would it make it more sense if we voted for the candidates? So Instead of the parties voting for the candidates. Change anything. Why, why, would that, why would that not the change? Are still, they still have the ideas of the party they're working in. Mm. So really, it will end up being exactly the same thing happening. The opinions of the people, like us young people, our opinions are not going to change just because, you know, the voting system changes slightly. Because. Sorry. Wouldn't that you, empower them more? Because they actually no, have a choice in who, what, it's who's not the about member? the person, because we are all, you know, in the know enough to understand that one person doesn't make a difference. Do you know what I mean? One person cannot change all our problems, one person cannot fix all the problems that our society has. So. I think, I mean, I don't know if maybe it's just me and I'm just really a cynical person or if it's, like, quite a similar opinion amongst a lot of young people. Our problems aren't going to be solved by the government. We know that because they never have been. So why would you rely on something that's never worked for you before? That's like me waiting for the 122 when the 122 is, like, on diversion. And I know that it's on diversion, but I'm still waiting, hoping that maybe it will be on its normal route, even though I know... That it's not. Like, the government doesn't help us. We know that. So why would I waste my time voting? My vote's probably going to be useless anyway because Conservatives are probably still going to get into power anyway. And then nothing changes. It's frustrating. And I don't want to have to deal with it. And most young people probably don't. They probably just feel like it's not... It's not... Voting is not useful enough that it's worth the time, if, yeah. if that makes sense. It doesn't there's not enough of a chance that it's going to actually do anything beneficial for us to waste our time doing it. I heard this quote one time. <clears throat> they equated politics or the government to a burning house, and they said that even if... And your vote was like a cup of water, so you're outside your burning house yeah. and you've got a cup of water, and even though 
it probably will not extinguish the entire fire would you not throw it that cup of water well yeah but like until the whole like mindset of the young people of the great british nation has changed what is the point of me throwing my cup of water i might as well drink it because i'm probably going to be that's exhausting like fire anyway i sort of understand it because it means you're doing you're doing something like you're not just watching it burn but even then it's it's like continuously doing something continuously pouring that cup and you getting tired and you getting exhausted and you knowing that it's going to carry on burning and it's going to burn down so it's like even if you do your part, you've done your part so many times that you just see it's not making, it's not, it's not affecting anything. Mm. And the outcome of what, like, if it's going to burn down, it's going to burn down. You throw in a cup, it's fine, but the end will come anyway. So, yeah, it gets exhausting. Yeah, but I, I do. Th- I think that if you do, if you keep throwing that cup at a fire and it doesn't burn and you end up dying, well, if you were going to die anyway because you were in the fire then at least you'll be able to die knowing that you tried your best to do something to stop the fire. Whereas, you know, just letting it happen, because I don't really want to be defeated uh, constantly, because maybe one day, in terms of the government and politics, something will actually change, but it's not happening now, and I know that for a fact. So... Sorry, history. Just just from, like, history, like, just... From the politics of history, you can see how politics is constructed. And I think there's nothing that's shown that it's going to be any different to what it is now or to what it has been. So I think if it's going to change, it's definitely not going to be in our generation or our kids' generation or probably our grandchildren's generation. I think it'll be a really, really, really long time before it changes. I don't know if I'm going to vote yet or not. Last time I voted, which I really regretted because I felt like they completely went back on all the stuff that they said they were going to do. And I think most governments really do that anyway. To be honest, I don't think I would vote because I believe that David Cameron and Labour Party, they've both been in power and they haven't really done anything good for the country. So I wouldn't really vote. Of course, of, uh, of course I'm going to vote. Um, 50% of that is because uh, my mum has drilled it into me from a very young age. It's very important to vote because you know there are many people in many countries that can't vote that don't have the, the, the right to vote and are extremely unhappy and would do whatever they can just to have a vote the effect of one vote on its own is minuscule but the fact that the people can vote is extremely important i would vote yeah because yeah i would like this country to be a better place here yeah, for like the young generation as well because if they don't live in a good place they might not want to be in the country and none of them are really doing anything from the heart or I, I just don't really trust politicians anymore so part of me is like maybe the best option is to opt out but then the other part of me is like well it's kind of my responsibility to put my vote forwards but I, yes i'm not sure yet for me anyway for me not voting would be would be disrespectful to people on the planet who can't vote, but also to myself, because then I I don't feel like I'd then have a say. I would vote because every vote counts. Then I wouldn't vote because all the politicians and the politic parties always lie. So, yeah. 65% of people do vote means that 35% of people aren't represented. Those 35%... That's a few million people. They are not then represented. They are not then, whether they were to vote Labour, UKIP or whatever, they're not represented. And so the, the country isn't represented fairly in elections, isn't represented fairly in politics. People's opinions aren't heard because they don't vote. 
and that creates inequality really. A big thank you to Camilla and to her young citizens, Safi, Jessica, Kate and Dasham. If you want to exercise your right to vote, be sure to register online before the 18th of April at www.gov.uk forward slash register dash to dash vote. My name is Miles Emmanuel and this was Giving the Young a Voice.